0: Welcome to Geek Girls Soup. I'm Kelly. I'm Court. And today, it is just two of us geek girls talking about Barbenheimer.
1: Mm-hmm. Or as Letterboxd tried to make happen, Boppy. Boppy? What? Yeah, they wanted people to hashtag Boppy, but I'm like, oh. Barbenheimer is the name. Yes. Y'all, come
0: on. Oh, because people called Robert Oppenheimer Oppie.
1: Yeah, and I couldn't figure it out until I, I saw the movie. I was like, oh, that's where they got off. Before. Yeah. Okay. Now,
0: Boppy is not nearly as good as Barbenheimer.
1: Exactly. We have t-shirts and everything. Look. Yeah, that's
0: <laughs> adorable. Yeah, yeah, yours reads, I survived Barbenheimer in pink with a mushroom cloud in pink. Yeah. 2023. Sorry, got 2023
1: on there. It's cool. Like this whole thing, this whole phenomenon is insane and is cute. I told you when I went to the theater, I said, I saw them separately. I could not sit in the theater for five hours. I'm sorry. I've done it before and it was a long time ago.
0: Longer than um, five and- because so Oppenheimer had the both times I saw it, there were only 15 minutes worth of ads and trailers, which was yeah. great. I expected like at least 20.
1: No, for sure. And like, that's one thing. Like, with AMC, like, I usually will get there a little later than the usual start time because it's always always 30 minutes of trailers. Mm -hmm. But I did hear a rumor that they they know people are missing some of their trailers, so they're switching around the start times. So, for Barbie, Barbie, like, I I made sure I was there because my niece wanted to go. So, we were there. We got all our snacks, and we were seated before the start time, and we only had nine minutes of ads. So, for... Oppenheimer, I was worried, but it was like you said, it was about 20 minutes and they started. So it yeah. was perfect. Yeah. I need them to do that from now on because Oppenheimer's a <laughs> three hour movie by itself. Yes. Exactly.
0: Yeah. I, people are really tired of, of all that. And,
1: you know, like when we were growing
0: up, there were no ads, it was only trailers. And yeah, now, like, so the first time I saw Oppenheimer, there was only one trailer yeah. and like 12 minutes of ads. That was okay, so, so annoying.
1: Yeah, the ads usually start before the start time, yeah, and then it then it's just the trailers. It's just yeah. that you get like eight trailers, and the problem with that is I, I maybe remember two other trailers I saw, mm-hmm. so you're not getting your point across. Why <laughs> right. want me to be interested in seeing any other movies that are coming out soon? Even- right. So that time was at Regal Cinema,
0: and then the yeah. second time I saw it was at an AMC and IMAX. That still had ads and then, like, four trailers. Okay. And so fewer ads, but it still took about 15 minutes after official start time. And I did see the Exorcist trailer that
1: time. Girl, I want to see it so bad. I'm going to see it. I think I do, too. Maybe I need to come to Texas to watch it with you. I I told Candace, my friend Candace, I said, hey, um, I really want to see this movie. And I will not go by myself because the no. theaters aren't full anymore. Like for scary movies like that, I could just lose myself in a the theater with other people around. That way, if anything really tries to get us, it'll get the first. Yeah. But no. when does it come out? Do you remember? It comes out, uh, I think, like in October or uh, Yes,
0: it does, I'll like October check. 13th or something. I'm f- yeah. Too bad it doesn't come out when you're here in August. Right? Well, that would that have, will have been be perfect. All right. Ha, poop. Oh, wow. Yeah. All
1: right. Like if it's empty theater, I'm going to lobby you to say, hey, y'all turn these lights on just a little bit. <laughs> I'm <laughs> usually you so new movie. I love horror movies. Yes. But this yes. was creepy. I was just watching like a trailer while I was cooking dinner. And like, I got chills watching that trailer. It's freaky. And I'm so excited.
0: I know. And like, I still cannot watch the original Exorcist again. Yeah. I saw it when I was too young. And mm-hmm. then as an adult, I tried again and just like couldn't fully watch watch yeah. and with this i mostly watched the trailer because it was really yeah. ripping. It was. and it, to have ellen burston in it the original yeah. mom wow mm-hmm. and these so two little girls that. look like look like they're gonna do a great job
1: Oh, for sure. For sure. And like this, the second time I watched a trailer and I've tried not to watch too many trailers. Mm-hmm. I caught some callbacks to the original. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm just so excited. And like, as for like the exorcist, I watch it that one in exorcist three every now and again, mm-hmm. at least once a year. Um, mm-hmm. but any possession stuff I have to watch in the daytime and I cannot watch anything like that before bed. No, otherwise I'm sleeping with the lights on. Yeah. I will freely admit that. Like I went on a ghost tour one time when I was in Philly. For, for a work thing, and I was by myself. I left the lights on. I freely admit that. Like possession stuff is scary. Yes.
0: yes. Yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah. totally freaky. So mm-hmm. even though I am tempted to see this, yeah, it would have to be at like ten o'clock in the morning.
1: Yeah, and with the lights with on. People. Come on. <laughs> yeah. Work with me. Like there has to be a kids' hour because uh, you know with the kids' hour, the sensory thing, like they usually have the lights kind of up a little bit, and like there's noise stuff, even though. They're not mm-hmm. gonna have a kids hour for answers. no. I mean, it's really for the parents. But okay, so, so they should have a scaredy cat hour. They
0: should. Yeah, it's a good idea. Yeah, I'm gonna recommend that. Yeah, Can y'all play this with the lights on. Yeah, mm-hmm. but they can't have them too bright because I'm sure a lot yeah. of it's gonna be dark. And then yeah. if the lights are on too much, we won't be able to see anything.
1: That's true. Be a so I just I'll have much. to brave it. Like what I'll have to do is make sure I go to the fan night. Like what AMC has been doing, like what we did for Barbie, we went to the fan event and those are usually a little bit fuller because like that's the first showing and a lot of people want to go. Plus you get a nice like, postern or a souvenir, uh um, to go with it. So like, I'll you know see if I can get one of those. That's cool. Uh, I'll bet the
0: most popular showing will be like midnight, the first.
1: <gasps> <Peace. laughs> I can't- I haven't done a midnight show since the last Twilight movie. <laughs> I can't.
0: Yeah, especially not for this. Get back home at like two thirty in the morning, and
1: I won't sleep. I'll call you, mm-hmm. Kelly. Talk to me. Yeah. I'm not going to sleep. No. but yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'm in. Oh my! I figure honest. it out. Yeah, I'm so excited. Yeah, but yeah, I I, not, I I'm still talking about this trailer. I did not expect. I, I knew the movie was coming in theory i didn't realize they had finished it and everything and so when it started the trailer like you would you heard the beat of um like the score initially mm-hmm. you're like wait a minute is this what i think it is mm-hmm. and then they play it again and then they start playing the whole thing like... yeah and
0: if, if it seemed to appealing it way, to me then yeah. that says a lot since yeah. the original Exorcist is the one thing I just cannot watch. I mean, because of mm-hmm. the scare factor. There are other things I can't watch just because I'm not going to waste my time. Yeah. You
1: know, but oh, for, for sure. scare for factor, sure. like yeah, like this was not. This didn't seem like a waste of that time. This right. like it's going to be very well executed. And especially since they got Ellen Burstyn to come back. If she they got her to come back, it's a damn good script.
0: Yeah. One would assume. All right. So Oppenheimer. Well, we wouldn't be doing this episode if we didn't both love it. I mean, we could be. It could be a short one and be like, okay, y'all don't go waste your time. But uh, yeah, I already saw it twice because the first time it was for my son's birthday. My ex, his dad was in town. The three of us went. We went to a close theater. We still had reclining seats, but it was not Uh IMAX. And so I had to go see it a second time two days later to make sure it was on IMAX because it was shot 100% in IMAX.
1: Yes. I'm so glad you did that because I, I saw it in IMAX myself and just like the visual in the IMAX theater, just breathtakingly beautiful. And like it, the
0: sound reverberated yes. better in IMAX. I mean, it was yes. fabulous on that regular yes. screen. And it wasn't yeah. a small screen. It was yeah. a it was a large theater. The first time
1: was it but Dolby? I don't or... remember. Okay, yeah, okay.
0: but it still reverberated the the seats. Yeah. And but it to was see Dolby, it... then. okay, but That's to Dolby, see it yeah. in IMAX, the seats really shook. And it wasn't the kind that makes the seats shake. It yeah. was just the sound did it, and oh my god so stinking mm-hmm. and, and good and yet like the parts that i really liked some of the parts i liked the most or that mm-hmm. hit me the hardest i should say yeah the explosion and the yeah. scene in the auditorium where he's giving the talk after the explosion yes. when we had the silence yeah and yeah. then go into the sound like, we'd have the silence, and all we would hear was his breathing.
1: And then the sound hits you. Like, because with that entire scene, um, like, just in an auditorium, like, I know a lot of people were waiting for them to show the actual moment that the bombs dropped. We didn't need that. That was unnecessary, because... We are all aware of the history of it and the effects of what happened. So, for me, when he was in that auditorium um, talking to everybody, I was picturing like the devastation. Like, I I was all up in my feelings. Mm -hmm. And, like, I feel like that this is where he wanted us to be, like in your feelings, because you have on one hand what it appears to be these people cheering for their great success, but also in a cut between that, maybe that's not how they were really reacting. Like you had at one point, this one woman looked, at, looked like she was cheering and she was happy. And at another point, it looked like she was sobbing and inconsolable. Mm-hmm. And like outside, the one guy who you thought was cheering also, he was throwing up because yeah. of, look what we did. We yeah. did this thing. Look at these. They killed hundreds of thousands of people. Yeah. And what was the exact, I,
0: I didn't pull it up in front of me, but those exact lines that Oppenheimer said when he was interviewed later, some of us laughed, some of us cried, something else. And that's the, the statement that he gave when he said, I have become death destroyer of worlds. But he, yeah, he we said, knew, yeah, we knew what?
1: Yeah, we knew the world would not be the same. A few people laughed, a few people cried, most people were silent. Okay. It, like you said, I am become death the destroyer of worlds. Yeah.
0: And that part we heard in the film
1: twice,
0: but we didn't yeah. hear that speech. Right. We heard him read it from the Bhagavad Gita as he read it from the original Sanskrit, and then we heard it in his head later. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was cool. I'm glad we didn't get the exact speech just because most people know that, at least the the part, you know, yeah, so you know, we were expecting to get it, so it was cool that we didn't. But, yeah, so interesting that. Most people were silent. So yeah, we got silence like at the test site. Mm -hmm. I we did see a lot of people silent there in the auditorium. No, and I agree. Like I was having a lot of feelings there. Like I was feeling really sick about all the excitement, all the cheering. But it was understandable. It those explosions were ending the the war and preventing supposedly more deaths from invading Japan, you know, more deaths on both sides. Oh, and what you said about you're being cool without seeing the bombs being dropped. I agree. And the script was written in the first person. Mm -hmm. It was written from Oppenheimer's perspective. So it it said, you know, I heard an interview with, or watched an interview with Nolan and some of the main cast And an example given was, instead of reading, Oppenheimer walks across the floor, it reads, I walk across the floor. So Oppenheimer was not in Japan. He didn't see the bombs drop. So it's fine that we didn't see it either. It's fine that we didn't get the Japanese perspective on all of it. It's fine that we didn't get the Native Americans' perspective on having their land taken from them. I would love to know that story because Thanks. I was thinking about it. And when President Truman, when when Oppenheimer told Truman, we need to get the land back to the Indians. Is that what he said? He called them Indians, didn't he? Yeah, yeah. And Truman and the other dude were just looking at him like, what the fuck are you talking about, dude? And then it hit Oppenheimer that things really never would be the same again. Yeah, they changed the world. Um, yeah. now, even that little now, part. Look at where you know, we are. He destroyed yeah. his favorite place on the planet. He destroyed that part of New Mexico. That's devastating. Yeah. Yeah. He wanted to give the land back to the people to whom it belonged. It's yeah. now radioactive. They're never. They were never going to take down what they built at Los Alamos, and that's all because they wanted he to go bigger. The place,
1: yeah, yeah. Like they wanted more, and like he was single-minded in what he was doing. Because yes, on one hand, they knew that the Nazis were developing um, the science as well, and they wanted to get there first um but on the other hand um kenneth broads character i can't remember um, Niels, played, like, Niels Bohr. like the neil's like he warned him like he he didn't want to be involved because he knew what would happen and he tried to tell him like you're going to have to be like the the face of this after all this happened like you you're, you're going to have to tell them like p- people won't know the dangers until they see the devastation unfortunately yeah but still, with, with all the lovely bombs that were built at the end. Yeah. Uh, it was
0: yeah. really sad. And yeah. I, I really liked how it was all one story, and yet it was two at the same time. Yeah. You know, it mm-hmm. was Strauss's, Robert Downey Jr.'s character's mm-hmm. story as well. And that one was mm-hmm. shot in black and white while Oppenheimer's story was shot in color. And I yeah. loved that at the end of the movie, we got to hear what Oppenheimer and Einstein had said to each other, basically at the yeah. beginning of the movie.
1: And I had wondered if we would get that because like you, you were, like you said, you were left to wonder, like at the very beginning, Strauss, is and trying to introduce them. And he's like, no, I I know Einstein. I've worked with him before and they're talking. We don't get, we're not benefited to know what it is that they spoke about or even when this conversation takes place in conjunction to like the bomb being created and delivered. And like, Strauss thinks, oh, what did you say to him about me? And like, that was strike number one for him or one of the many strikes and the reason why he was so hard against Oppenheimer um, towards the end. Like yeah. He hated him, yeah. and it was for reasons that had nothing to do with him. For yeah. Strauser.
0: as the as his assistant or like PR guy or whoever, yeah. I, I don't remember exactly. Well, that, I love guy's that guy. Roles. Yes, me too. And he tells them, "It may they may have been talking about something more important than you, but his yeah. vanity was just so massive that he assumed." It was about him that, that Oppenheimer had said something to Einstein that turned Einstein against him. And so when we found out, yeah, that what, what they had talked about was huge. Yeah. It was great. But everyone's acting in it was fabulous. Oh, of course. Seriously. Like this is going to be up for so many awards. Yeah.
1: Matt Damon. Oh, yes. Like, blew my mind. Like, yes. I've I, we've seen him act before, but, like, his role in this was outstanding because I expected to hate his character because I knew what it was that he wanted from Oppenheimer, even if Oppenheimer didn't really understand, like, the, the depth. Like, you're just focused on the science. But, like, what they want from you is a weapon of destruction, and, like, that's what you gave to them. But, like, he was, he still was able to make his character sympathetic. Yeah, it's like,
0: what is that? Yeah. <laughs> it's like warm and cuddly compared to some of the other characters,
1: yes. which is yeah. just
0: wild, given that, yeah. you know, he was
1: a military man. Yeah. Um, and Because maybe he uh, he didn't understand the depth of what, he should have understood that. I he think was he, did. The military. he
0: did. He yeah. did, he knew how to handle Oppenheimer yeah. somehow.
1: He did. He yeah. did. Um, but he still had a loyalty to Oppenheimer, too. Um, we saw that during that Tribunal that they gave, that they had. I love seeing Josh, Josh Hartnett again.
0: Yeah. Um, like,
1: I know, like, he'd been out of the spotlight for a while. He's been working some smaller projects, and he's back now. They called him, like, they said he's now in his Robert Redford Carson Ford era. And I, I love that. Like, he's still as handsome as ever, yes. and I want to see him in all the roles. I, I enjoyed him in this, too. Me, too. I
0: enjoyed everybody. Me too. Yes, totally. Everyone yeah. was just really, really great, really strong performances. Yeah. This is going to be tough. Like when it's Oscar time. For really sure, tough. For sure. It's like, who are they going to
1: put in for nominations? Yeah. Oh my God. I feel it's like Oppenheimer, like, I, I know we still have the flowers of the killer Moon. Right. Um, but Oppenheimer, moon. I think it's going to take a lot. I, I feel a sweep coming. All right.
0: I I hope. I don't know what else is going to be coming out at the end of the year for Oscar bait other than Flowers. Killers of the Flower Moon. Yeah.
1: I said it Um, wrong. Flowers of the Killer Moon. Yeah. Yeah. Killers
0: of the Flower Moon. could go either way.
1: Yeah. Um, yeah.
0: (laughs) Yeah, they should have previewed for that too. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah.
1: That's Apple, of course. Yeah. Well, I don't know. I know. know. Like this, this movie was three hours long, I didn't feel it
0: me neither like, either time said the
1: third hour uh dragged. it didn't for me i was in this the entire yeah. way like from the start of him trying to poison his professor
0: like <laughs> and i like, heard true. from someone that like the first hour dragged
1: which is weird like, no th- there I was like any other interesting drag. happening yeah yeah because like it, 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 there was always something interesting happening like The way they juxtaposed the story, I couldn't figure out exactly what was going on. So it made me want to pay extra attention, and like what was happening was interesting. Mm -hmm. So, and plus, like them intercutting another um, section with Strasser Mm -hmm. um, and his nomination, like and slowly the reveal of what he was like to Oppenheimer. Yeah,
0: that was great. Something else I liked about it is that we got from the very beginning those visual glimpses into Oppenheimer's mind. Like, you know, we could see the the stars, the galaxies, Mm -hmm. the Mm waveforms, all of that. Oh, even when he's like looking at art, listening to music. So we saw into his mind without ever looking at Mathematical equations, physics, formulae. So it wasn't a a Beautiful Mind moment, and those are fine. Yeah, you know those moments are fine. This felt more special to me. It felt much more relatable. Yeah, because like when you're watching a Beautiful Mind or some other film that is showing you all the math, all the physics, or whatever you know, in the formula. Yeah, it's like I have no idea. So great, he's a genius. But I
1: can't rely. Yeah, nothing. I, I don't know what she just did. I, right. I see what you did on the board because there right. there is a moment when he does that right. when they had found out the atom was split and he's trying to disprove that math and right. um Josh Josh Hark- character is like uh you know he just did it so right. it can be done <laughs> <laughs> but no yes. I'm with you I love the visual that we got because um like I said we got to see like how his mind works yes. like like some like some people. Who are fixated in like the sciences or creative, create something creative, like their mind can wander and do these magical things or it gets fixated. Um, like just looking at this tree and they're seeing not just the tree itself, but like everything the tree is made of or just like the different particles in the air. Like they can break that down. Like they're, they're trying to figure out the math in their head. Like yeah. you, they don't have to show you on the board. It's in their mm. head. It lives there. Right. Yeah. This was beautiful.
0: Yeah, it really was. And the score, I loved mm-hmm. Ludwig Gornson. Just fabulous. Yeah. Yeah. What a cinematography was gorgeous. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, oh, sound editing, you know, we already talked about the sound a little bit, but oh my God, the yeah. sound editing, just incredible. Yeah. I loved the yeah. script. I mean, the directing, mm-hmm. of course, you know, Nolan mm-hmm. had to be able to tell the actors exactly what he wanted. Yeah, Killian yeah. Murphy's performance was just stellar. Oh, God. And and I've read in snippets of interviews from the other cast that mm-hmm. he was totally isolated throughout the 57 days of shooting. Only fifty seven days for this whole mm-hmm. film. Because yeah. the weight of the movie was on him. I mean he was in yeah. almost every scene. And so yeah. he kept to himself, never went to the cast dinners. No. Well, I mean, they shot I mean, most of it in New Mexico.
1: Yeah, and, and th- that makes sense for Oppenheimer, the character. Like, yeah. you're trying to get into that mode. Like, like being so fixated on that math and that science, like, you are stuck in your own head. Like, yeah. you do live there, even though you have these other relationships with people. Yeah, that and that makes sense. Yeah. A lot of actors do that. Yeah. I want to talk about Emily Blunt as oh, yes. yes. Kitty Oppenheimer. Oh my God. I love the hell out of Emily Blunt. I mean, I've, I've loved yes. her already and yes. other things that she's done, but like her acting in this, like mm-hmm. this might be the, this might be my favorite thing that I've seen her in. Mm-hmm. Like just like the highs and lows of their relationship. And like, yeah, it's, it's like they, they didn't really fight. They never seemed to fight. Even when he cheated on her, mm. um, like she told her, she told after she found out the girl killed herself and he he was re- broke it. She stood by him and she's like, "You need to it. you need to pull it together and get your shit no. together." My favorite moment in the movie was one when she was with a meeting with him about the tribunal and she was telling her no. them it was Strausser. This is Strauss. He's pulling no. the strings here. And um, like when one of the other scientists not betrayed him but like testified. Yeah, he- tell, tell her. Like I can't believe you should tell her. Oh. Yes. Like, I can't believe you shook his hand. How dare you shake his hand? I would have spit in his face. And look, when they were meeting at that White House and he got the award, he shook his hand again. And the guy went to go shake her hand. I was waiting. I was like, Ken, did you spit in this man's face? (laughs) (laughs) And the
0: look on her face when she wouldn't shake his hand. And she made that little move with her mouth. And of course, they had aged her. And it looked very realistic. And just, yeah, oh my God, the, gl- later. yeah. And yeah. the look yeah. in her eyes and what, how yeah. she moved her mouth without saying anything. Yeah. Just, oh my God. And the way she held her hands together. Oh, yeah. just brutal. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Like I and remember perfect. what you did. I will never forget what you did. Yeah. That was awesome. Yeah. Oh, the Florence pew was it. great. Oh, Florence pew was uh, excellent in this. Yeah. There was an unexpected m- moment with the, that the nude scene after they had sex, um, they were naked and they were chit chatting. It wasn't something I related to.
0: No, but we never saw penis or bush.
1: We didn't. We didn't. It was it, the way it was. in was still very tasteful. Yeah, I didn't find it necessary. But like no. I, I don't, It was. It was here and it was gone. Yeah. Um. In other countries, they have CGI to dress on her. A yep. little black director? Yeah. heard about that. Yep. I wonder
0: if they did to him. I, I did not think that, that was in him either. No. I wonder if they did anything to him. Because when Probably he's not. sitting in that chair, he's naked. Yeah. I mean, they both have their... Or she did not have her legs crossed. But you yeah. still couldn't see Bush. He yeah. is sitting with his legs crossed, but he's still naked. Yeah. Yeah. So did they put anything on him?
1: You know they, they did. did. Of course. You know they did.
0: But yep. they should that have put, a- like, a towel around him if they put a dress on her. Exactly.
1: Be fair if you're going to do something like that. Yeah. So, I, I, I guess so. I just want to show how free her character was. Yes. Like, there was a reason for it. Yeah. Like, I didn't need it. Like, most of the movies we watch now d- doesn't have a lot of that. Right. So, I don't even know why I'm talking about it. Like, it, it, her character called for it. Yes. She's the kind of person who can sit there and have sex. And just sit and then have, sit around like naked. a long conversation, right? Exactly. Yep. All right. That's I how live, I do li- it. I live there now. That's yep. cool.
0: She was a communist um. <laughs> free spirit. Not that communists sit around naked, but you know what I mean. Back then, Somebody? I think they called communist leftists.
1: Yeah, they did, no. and it was that. Was that the McCarthy thing? Yep. Yeah.
0: Yep. Okay.
1: I did not see
0: this interview, I missed it on CNN the night it aired, but I saw Mm -hmm. a preview for an interview between Chris Wallace on CNN and Matt Damon. Mm -hmm. Now, it was shot three weeks earlier. They shot it before the potential for the SAG-AFTRA strike. But in the preview for it, Chris Wallace asks Matt Damon what he would have done if he really had been the was it colonel uh groves yeah if if damon had been in his groves's position or in oppenheimer's whatever if he had been a decision maker at that time and that question is unanswerable to ask anyone today what they would have done then unless you know for sure it's like oh hell yeah i would have built it and i think that is probably an honest answer because yeah. if we had been living back then, we would have been totally caught up in two wars, two world yeah. wars at the same time. We would have been afraid of, I mean, and, and one of those started
1: by being attacked on our own turf. I was going to say, yeah. Yeah, the, like there was a great need or want for revenge after yeah. Pearl Harbor. A lot of people died. The yeah. wounds were really um, open after that. That's what That's what pulled us into the war um, in World War II. Right. right. We had
0: not been attacked on our own soil since, I think it was sometime in the 1830s. Yeah. So it had been over 100 years. That was massive. So knowing what we know now, we didn't know all of that then. No. So it is totally unfair to bring what we know now to try to take it back then. And to be judgmental to those yeah. people then.
1: Yeah. And like they were thinking in the abstract, like, oh God, for, for me, like they didn't even know if it was going to ignite the entire, in the entire atmosphere. They had no idea what it was going to do, what right. damage it could do. Like, like I, I can't imagine when they built it and even when they tested it that they would have realized the absolute, dev- absolute devastation that would occur. Right. Um, once it hit land. Like, yep. yes, it would destroy something, but, like, it just, it doesn't even compute. That scene where they did the test, and they were all wearing their gloves and everything, they were all shocked when they had the um, the shockwave. Yeah. The shockwave hit them from the bomb. Yep. So, like, they they had no clue. Right.
0: And in the auditorium when Oppenheimer was giving a speech after the bombs were dropped. Yeah. Yeah. And he had the image of stepping into the ashen body on the floor. Oh god. Oh. I think that was that's an imagining of Nolan. Yeah. I I I mean, I'm imagining that it's an imagining. I haven't read the autobiography. I mean not auto the biography on which the movie was based, American Prometheus. Yeah. I would be shocked if Oppenheimer really had such an experience. I don't think anyone knew that the bombs would have that effect on human bodies.
1: I'm trying to, like, I know what they showed us in the movie, but I'm trying to figure out, like, if he had enough time to get, like, detail. Like, the fact that people were either incinerated um, instantly or, like, they were burned horribly. Or that it took right. for some people to die. Right. And we
0: don't know how soon after the bombs were dropped that he made that speech. Yeah. I, yeah. I'm thinking he made it that night or the next day. Okay. and I, mean, I don't sense. think he would have waited. And so I don't think yeah. there was also, enough for sure. time for him to
1: get back information about what happened yeah. to the bodies. Yeah, I feel like that moment was more so for us, the audience yes. to remind us, Hey, this is what it could do. Like, you and right. I watch war movies and things like that yeah. all the time. So like, I'm aware yeah. and I know, but right. for anyone who hasn't like researched right. a lot of history and right. doesn't really know and like young, like, people. Hey, this is what it could do. Yeah. Exactly. Like, yeah. this is what they do. Um, and like I said, I'm glad he didn't show the bombs actually right. dropping. Right, um, But like he did give us this and like the, the black bean, the, the whitening of the screen. yeah, Like just lightning, lighting everything up like that was enough. Like I didn't need to see it. Yeah. Like yeah. For, for me, I feel, I feel like that would have been a little gratuitous. Yeah. That would have been worse than that. Um, After sex. <laughs> and I'm putting worse in air quotes. Yeah, I get there you. Was nothing wrong with that thing. Yeah. And we also
0: had that scream thrown in. In the auditorium scene. And nobody in there screamed. I think that was the sound effect. Yeah. And he heard. Oppenheimer heard. And we heard, too. Yeah. But, you know, nobody in there screamed. And what else? Oh, the... the melting face. Ex- yes. Yes, that too. The explosion and, you know, anything else that was a little explosion. None of it was CGI. It was all in camera.
1: That was perfect.
0: Amazing. Yeah. They, (laughs) they made a mushroom cloud. They did. Wow. That's
1: wild. Like this, this may be my favorite movie from him. Right up there with Dark Knight. Dark Knight is still kind of there, but like this may. Yeah. And Inception. I love Inception too, but like this is
0: Dark Knight. Kelly, this is, I know. I know. I won't be able to watch this. Like it. Oh. If Inception were just on, oh, you know I'd be just leaving that on. And, yeah. and same thing with Dark Knight, you know? Oh, for sure. Yeah. This would have to be a real choice. Yeah. You know, because of the and subject I- matter and everything.
1: Oh, for sure. Like, I will. I know I'll watch it again. Like, what comes yeah. the um, mm-hmm. whole video. Yes, yes. Um, I
0: will buy this. But this yeah. is peak Nolan. I mean, yeah. this is a true masterpiece.
1: Oh, for sure. Yeah, like up there with his best work.
0: Yes, absolutely. Yeah. And like you said, maybe his best. Yeah. 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 yeah, just everything coming together so mm-hmm. well
1: and so perfectly. Yeah, oh my gosh. Yeah, I want to shout out David old character oh, who played yeah. Isidore Isaac yeah. Rabi. Yeah. Like the small touches with that character and him consistently taking care of Api. Yeah. And feeding him, like I, I, my feelings for Oppenheimer are really complicated. You put Killian Murphy's face on this person, and you you humanized him a lot. Like I know what he was responsible for, um, even though like they didn't really have a true idea of what they were doing. Right. They knew they were going to kill people. They knew people would die. But like, what was actually going to happen? Right. Like this movie humanized all of these scientist for me, mm-hmm. and I, I cared about what happened to them. I wanted to make sure. um What's his name? I wanted Strauss to lose, yes, because <laughs> that's the torment that he put Oppenheimer through. Like, why? Like you, you did this for petty, petty jealousy, and right the fact that you, you got embarrassed during a committee meeting with a comment that meant nothing. Yep, um, that wasn't meant to hurt you. It was just right. it was. F- yep, and like you were very petty, and you just. Decided to destroy the rest of this man's career yep. for why? Yep. So, like, I was very... Like, it was weird. Like, you have me supporting Oppenheimer when he did the thing. That's right. that anus. I know it's anus. Uh, humans are complicated. Yep.
0: And yet, we can understand why Oppenheimer took that position and wanted the yeah. position. I mean, part of it being, he knew it was going to get built anyway, so may as well yeah. be he... On the project, he yeah. had ethics and morality, and maybe he could help steer it a certain way, not understanding how the machine works. And yeah. that once he was very naive, right? Yeah. Once they got what yeah. they wanted, bye bye. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And like so you no, saw that there was no steering. Yeah. And like you saw that in the scene with him at the White House, like he was so hopeful that. Okay, now that we know what this thing can do, we can try to get some kind of treaty in so that nobody will build anything else like this ever again. And they, they laughed at him. They yeah. got him. They rushed him out of the room.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And don't let that crybaby back in here,
1: Truman said. Yeah. Allegedly.
0: Yeah. Oh. Yeah, it's terribly sad. Very naive. But you got to love his idealism. No, for sure. For sure. Womanizer. They were not good parents. Oh my God. That kid had colic. My God. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Driven me to drink too.
1: Yeah. I'm like, hey, can you take Kelly? Can you take my kid for a A a while? I don't know how long. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. But on the other hand, that was
0: good parenting compared to like just Ignoring the kids at home, the kid at home indefinitely, you know, and yeah, yeah. And that was yeah. very cool of Chevalier and his wife or her, whoever to take the kid in.
1: Yeah. Because you knew that Affy, like he was, he was working, he was doing the science, like he was yeah. very um, into the project. So there was nothing that he could do. Yeah. And um, Kitty, Kitty again was a complicated character too. Yeah. He was her fourth, crystal. yes yes that's right yeah yeah Yeah. so like they they weren't they they were they they like you said they made the right decision for what was happening and they got their kid back eventually and had another one yeah
0: very complicated and very Mm -hmm. humanizing in the film
1: very no one was glorified
0: everyone was humanized (laughs)
1: Like I know, they said, "Well, when you all had the theater, you would be devastated." I had no idea, like how true that would be. Like I, I, I knew I know what the material is about. I, I know what happened with the bomb was, but like actually sitting there and like see the bomb hit anything, but like we, you felt, you still felt it, right? You still knew, right? And and again, especially from hearing
0: all those people cheering and yeah. and Truman. <laughs> You know, his Yes. Yeah. It was yeah. all of that that made yeah. it, that really drove home the horror. Yeah. Oh, Yeah. Amazing. All right. Well, I know we'll be talking about it again during award <laughs> season, and I hope that yeah. we're celebrating. And I know this yeah. is without seeing all of the Oscar bait at the end of the year, including Killers of the Flower Moon, which we've been That's waiting true. for for a long time. That's true.
1: Oh All like, right. This that's really good. Um yeah. and it shattered expectations mm-hmm. and like you didn't think a lot of people would go for in for this. This got a lot of people out of the house. Like as some fair has not I think it had um the eighty million dollar debut. That's domestic. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. killing it. And that's just in the first weekend shattered their predictions. Yep. And five billion, five mil I think billion. It's gonna make billions. Um, five million of that um was due to the fact that Barbie was sold out in theaters, and people were already at the theaters, and they're like, "Okay, well, let's go see Oppenheimer." And who shows up to buy tickets oh. randomly? Well, pe- people who don't go to the movie theater a lot, like you and me, we we use our app. I have yes. my AMC subs. I pre-order everything, and I know I where I'm never. sitting and who's sitting next to me. I know. I would people, show up. Oh, people were saying like when they went to the theater this weekend that they saw long lines of people oh. at the kiosk ordering, getting tickets from the kiosk. Yeah, because like this, this Barbie and this pulled out a lot of people who have not been to the movie since before the pandemic started. So they didn't realize
0: that you can reserve seats now, which yeah. means you basically have to.
1: Yeah, and um they oh. said also that AMT and other apps, like, they had a record number of people downloading the app when they did figure that out.
0: That's awesome. Yeah.
1: That is so awesome. Great. Well, I hope everyone enjoyed Exciting.
0: their experiences so that people keep going back. I mean, I haven't been going to the theater regularly. But yeah. yeah, twice in one weekend.
1: Four oh, tickets,
0: sure. two for me and one for my ex someone for my son so 90 dollars of the oppenheimer 80 plus million are from me yeah. <laughs> good job kelly good job yes indeed now
1: i make the most of my subbed, um membership i yeah. get in there at least a couple times a month awesome so, but all right
0: week- you want to talk about barbie
1: oh my we God. can't sing it's- the
0: song unfortunately oh.
1: But um, we're singing in our heads. I am. Singing in your heads too. Okay. Yeah. Um, so Barbie, that girl came in and she blew everybody's minds. Oh my God. So Greta Gerwig was the awesome director of this film. Like when I first saw that they were doing a Bar- Barbie movie, like I thought it was going to be something just very simple, a little adventure film. Hell no. Greta Gerwig is involved you're going to get very existential. The uh, Spoilers. This whole you thing know, is, yeah. This whole thing is spoilers. Okay, so this film takes us to Barbie land, okay? And in Barbie land, the women rule, and the women are in all shapes and sizes. Now, when I say the women, it's mostly Barbies, like Black Barbie, President Barbie, Asian Barbie, like just all kind of Barbies. And also, um, like if you ever had... You remember how they used to send the Macy's catalog out? Yeah. And at Christmas time, you were going to be looking through and say, okay, I want this. I want this. I want this. I want this. It's like everything that you've ever seen or your kids have ever seen, they had it. Like they included it in some way in Barbie Land. Um, they even had like characters like uh, best friend Alan, like discontinued Barbies that were in there. Wow. Okay, so, but Barbie Land... Barbies rule. The women rule. The women are the Supreme Court. Barbies have won the Nobel Peace Prize. Barbies in space. Barbie's astronaut. Um, like, just Barbies doing everything. And they're very proud of themselves because they have helped create a very liberated society in the real world, as far as they are aware. Like, the real world is just like Barbie land. The women are in charge. And, like, the guys are there to support them. Like, Ken... So why does Barbie
0: leave Barbie land to go into the real world?
1: Okay. So Barbie is having a party at her house like she does every night before she has a sleepover with a girl. And Ken, no, you can't sleep over because, you know, we don't have the right parts. And I'll think of you like that. You're my friend. Mm -hmm. Sorry. So while they're having their dance party, Barbie all of a sudden says, guys, have you ever just thought about death? Barbie starts to get kind of morbid, and she starts having these thoughts that you know you wouldn't be having in the perfect ideal Barbie land. Um So she goes to Weird Barbie, uh, played by Kate McKinnon. McKinnon. Yes. And when I say Weird Barbie, think of those dolls that see some rough time. They you get color their on, on. cut off. They, yep, you get <laughs> colored on. The legs break. <laughs> oh, no. like, Kate McKinnon spends a lot of the time in this movie with her legs like this. Like oh, oh my gosh! Because you know, like, yeah, yeah. So she told her, hey, Barbie, you can either get your heel back, like your high heel and like just forget things that ever happened, Or you can get this sensible, practical shoe and you can go out into the real world and you can kind of see what's there and try to figure out what caused the rift to happen to have you make you have these thoughts. Like Barbie's like, I want the shoe. You can't have the shoe. That was, I was testing you and you failed. And it was, it was kind of a uh, red pill, um, blue pill situation. Oh, fun. Like she is in the Matrix. And yep. she has to go out uh, of the matrix sure- and be- find the real world. So she goes, Cute. and um, yep, and Ken kind of stows away, and then he's like, "Let me come with you," I- I- and I can't let you leave by yourself. He is in love with her, and again, she doesn't see him like that. He's in the friend zone. Um, so they make it to the real world, and Barbie's in for a rude awakening because uh, she finds out that um, uh, women don't quite rule the world as much as she thought they did, and Ken. Becomes kind of a villain because he realizes the power of the patriarchy and he's like, oh my God, like men are in charge here and like women are deferring to him. Like when he's there, he's like, I need to take this back to Barbie land and tell them everything that I've learned. Uh, so he, he does that and Barbie land kind of gets corrupted by while, while Barbie is trying to figure out what's going on. But, like, she realizes that she started to have these dark thoughts because, like, this mom played by America Ferrera, her daughter's a teenager now, and they're not as close as they used to be. So, America Ferrera works for Mattel, and she's been working on these weird designs, and he calls her, um, what do you guys think of depressed Barbie? <laughs> and, like, every, oh, and cellulite Barbie. Barbie now has cellulite. <laughs> because of the drawings and everything oh my god and so like that's who that barbie is connected to like every barbie in barbie land is connected to some woman or girl in okay. some way because they played with them again that's why that's kate great. mckenna's character is you know ha- yeah. doing the split so you know the the movie is basically that and uh, barbie having to find herself and mm. figure out what she really wants in life and um ultimately getting that and i want to I'm going to tell you something, like, in a moment uh, with the way the movie ends. But, um, again, Ken has taken patriarchy, and he has ruined Barbie land. He's made the, um, the Barbies who were in the Supreme Court and who won the Nobel Peace, Pri- Peace Prize. He has somehow brainwashed them to think that they should just be the sidekick and supportive and serving their men beer. <laughs> yeah. So um, it's up to Barbie and America for and her daughter. Like, they make it back to Barbie land and they help deprogram all the ladies and defeat patriarchy. Good. Get everybody back to where they should be. So in the end, Barbie figures out that she's kind of evolved and, like, she can't go back to what she was before. Yeah. So uh, Rhea Turlman plays, like, the creator of Barbie. And oh, she tells her, "Well, you can ha- you can make a choice that you can stay here or you can kind of level up." And in the end, Barbie becomes human. <gasps> and then she, um, I I I was in the car with my niece, and we were talking about the way the um, movie ended. Barbie made her first trip to the gynecologist, and the movie and And I was like, my niece was like, well, "What? What was all that about? Did she go to her job interview? What happened?" And I was like, "No, she went to the gynecologist." And I was like, oh, shit, to a just because she has a vagina vag- now.
0: That's she's wild. A,
1: she's a real girl. Wow. Um, well, so it's like Velveteen that
0: Rabbit as well.
1: Yeah. 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 But like she has her, her parts are functional. She grew parts. <laughs> now. Yeah. She grew parts. But yeah, that's the way it ended. And like I said, I didn't catch that until my niece was asking me questions. I was like, oh, my God. Oh. Like this movie like i really want you and susan to watch it because one it it's all what i just said it's, yeah. it's really so much deeper than you would think barbie could be yeah. but it's also a hell of a lot of fun That's and um ken has a couple of times where he's singing like uh ryan Gos ryan Gosling is gonna be- win some awards for this wow That's- yeah like he did an amazing job as ken yeah um because he, he goes through his own transformations and when he finds out patriarchy is a little disappointing.
0: <laughs> yeah. That sounds great.
1: It is really good. I just explained the whole movie to you. I'm sorry. No, was, oh my- no, I'd still like to see it. Yeah, yeah. I do well, want you to see very it. Very fun. And um, like it's amazing to me. It, it's made four hundred that four hundred million dollars as of today. And no. it hasn't even been a week.
0: No, I and know I'm it's just been days going back. Today's yeah, Tuesday, okay. and it came out Thursday, late yep. evening, yeah, yep. or late afternoon. Yep. Yep. What was that about us? So, what are the like youngest ages that you think it's appropriate for teenager or young teen or uh, uh,
1: tweens? Tweens for sure, because there are some things that are said. I'm even going like, to a gynecologist. Yeah, but it's going to go over their head because right, at one right. point the kids are talking about beaching each other off. And my niece didn't get that. She didn't understand the joke of what, what, what they were saying. Yeah. Like it's going to go over the little kid's head. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like my, my, my other niece was, was thinking about taking the baby and mm-hmm. like, I don't know if they'd be able to sit there for almost two hours for yeah. this. It's, it's not, it's not like a cartoon. It's not a cartoon right. at all. And it's not, it's, it's adventurous and they're singing, but it's more so for like the, I'd say eight and up. Okay. Yeah. Like the five year old, like you're just yeah. going, you're just taking them because you want to go see it, right. which I applaud. I went to see Little Mermaid by myself and yeah. then took kids. Yeah. So what is it rated? Right. Is it yeah. rated PG or probably PG 13? That's a good question. It's probably a PG 13, but let me check. Yeah. You know, I take kids to see inappropriate shit. Yeah.
0: My parents always took me to see inappropriate shit. PG
1: 13. Okay. Oh look, bitch Google. You see what happens when you Google it? it, 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 no. it sparkle. Pink sparkle. Oh
0: my goodness. That's adorable.
1: What happens okay.
0: when we Google Oppenheimer? Do we get a mushroom cloud?
1: What I, I didn't see one. That would have been ideal. No. I think. I told you when I went to my theater, um, they had painted the door. <laughs> oh, with, that is um, so cute. Oh, my God. It yeah. sparkles all over the frickin' page.
0: It does. It's so pretty. And, pi- and the pink Google and pink things on the bottom. And every mm-hmm. link is in frickin' pink. Mm-hmm. Everything. The entire is- Google homepage. I mean, this is Google, of course, is in pink. It's your world, Barb. That's precious. Why but, don't they do that for Oppenheimer? That is oh, no. so rude. Nothing.
1: Uh, they, they may have thought that the, the mushroom cloud was nothing to taste. I don't care. I don't know. It would have been fun if they had done a pink mushroom cloud. Because oh gosh, I, gosh. I told you, everyone's been doing that with the yes. Barbenheimer.: um, Yeah, because here, when I type
0: in Oppenheimer... It reads at the very top, related to Oppenheimer and Barbie. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And um, somebody asked uh, Killian if he wanted to be a kid. And he said, yeah, in the sequel. Yeah, sure. I'm down. Somebody sent me a script. That's adorable. I would definitely watch a script. It would just have to be good. (laughs) Yeah. I said it. I would watch the
0: movie. movie. Yeah.
1: Yeah.
0: Oh, the Oppenheimer website is very cool. Yeah, it's very cool. I recommend going to it Oppenheimermovie dot com. It has uh, a score to it.
1: Oh, okay. I will. It's an that.
0: experience. OppenheimerMovie.com. dot com. Okay, I will
1: open that up. Like I was still googling Barbie, and it, there was a question on here. Um, people were asking who won Barbie or Oppenheimer. I feel like we all won.
0: Yeah, so we, I we we won.
1: won, and it wasn't a the competition between them. It wasn't, it's because they supported each other. Yeah. Yeah. They did. And one is more for the masses than the other. Exactly. And that was going to be the way it was anyway. Yeah. And like they both pushed each other. Like some people that probably didn't intend to see Barbie maybe did go because of Barbenheimer and like same difference. And vice versa. Exactly. exactly. Some people said people came in to see Oppenheimer wearing their little pink outfit. So like they, they did the whole five hour um, plus. Experience.
0: Was it you or Susan who texted to us the image of what was her name in Lost wearing pink? Standing. No, Susan. Okay. <laughs> standing on the beach in like one of the first two episodes of Lost when the plane has crashed and everything's in flames and she's yeah. again in her little pink outfit. And oh, it read the Maggie Grace, yeah. And uh, this is people, the Barbie people after seeing Oppenheimer. Barbie fans <laughs> after seeing Oppenheimer. Yeah.
1: The devastation. Yeah. <laughs> Too
0: cute. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, y'all get your butts to the theater. Definitely see Oppenheimer and IMAX. At least go to the theater to see it. If you wait and watch it streaming you will be sad that you didn't see it in the theater.
1: agree. Yeah.
0: You want that whole screen in your face. Yeah. The and screen. the reverberations in your seat. Oh, my God. Yeah. And it isn't overly loud.
1: Mm-mm. No.
0: It's, yeah, It it's, for me anyway, and I am sensitive to things being too loud, so... It was just the right amount of loud. And, you know, go have fun with Barbie. That's probably not a absolutely have to see in the theater, but it would be a fun to see in the
1: theater. It is a fun to see. You're going to want to see it again because I'm already contemplating. (laughs) Nice. That's great.
0: And that is it for today with Barbenheimer. So we will see you next time. Geek on.